Hello, and welcome to the Palladium Podcast. I'm your host, Wolf Tyvee, Editor-in-Chief of Palladium. I'm joined today by Ash Milton. Hey again. So this this is one of our weekly topic of the week podcasts every week. The way it works these days is we come up with an important topic in the discourse of governance futurism. We dive into it with our community, really try to understand that topic. We try to make progress, try to flesh out new insights on the topic, really build up our worldview. And we do that you know, with internal discussions. We do that with a community discussion with the, with the community, with the membership. And then we do that with these podcasts to try to synthesize what we've learned throughout the week. So this week, the topic was the American ideal of progress. This topic came about because in many of these discussions that we've been having in Palladium, the underlying issue that comes up a lot of the time is what do we actually care about? What do we want out of society? Why are we building a society? What do we need a nuclear armed global superpower for? And why why be motivated to build? Why be motivated to use power? All of these things. Actually doing society is an action. Actions have motivations. What is our motivation? So I thought about it a little bit and I thought that Often in societies, you have some notion of progress, especially in American society. We've definitely had this vision uh, throughout American history, varying visions. It's not all the same thing, but we have this general idea that we are producing some kind of historical progress. We are, as a society, driving the process of history forward, whether that be, you know, we're going to go live properly in a godly life in the 1630s. John Winthrop declares that we shall be as a city on the hill and or in the, in the revolution, people kind of have this idea that we're building this glorious new type of society. It's going to be really the, the gem of human societies. We have ideas like manifest destiny where we're bringing this new way of life to a whole continent. Um, and then in the 20, 20th century and 21st centuries, we have these ideas of environmental progress, social progress, uh, industrial progress, these various things, these various ideas of moving forward. We have some goal that we're getting to as a society, and that's what motivates us to to do the whole thing. So we really, I thought that this would be a good topic to really dig into if we want to establish what it is we care about. As we rethink the structures of our society, which is really the big project here at Palladium, we need to also rethink what are we trying to do? So we've had this discussion. It's been great. So yeah, so Ash and I are going to discuss this. We're going to try to, first of all, bring together a lot of the insights that we've come up with over the course of this week into our analysis of the situation, how we're thinking about progress, how we're thinking about progress in America, how we're thinking about what we're doing as we're trying to identify the next direction to move forward in. And, and we're going to try to actually answer the question. What should America care about? What, should, what is America's vision of progress or what should it be? So it's a fairly ambitious podcast. I think we can over we can not expect to cover more than 5% of the material, but uh, we'll do a valiant job for you. Anyways, so let's start with the metaphysics of progress. What do we mean by progress or, or you know, the history or the moral philosophy, whatever it is? The, what is even progress? You kind of have to dwell on this topic a little bit before you get too far. You have to have a notion of what it would even mean to have progress. 
My answer is fairly simple on this. It's different from many answers, but I think that over the last billion years or so, um, the project of life has come up with many new advances, advances that make us more smarter, more, more conscious, uh, more powerful, uh, increase the sort of industrial efficiency and industrial capability. Again, over the last billion years, there's been this, this progression from single-celled life to, to really complex human societies with technology and industry and so on. And, and this seems to constitute progress. The world is, has in some sense accomplished something. We have accomplished something by, by undergoing this process. And I, I think you can identify a relatively unified process of development behind that as, as this process of getting more and more advanced forms of organization. And I think the first thing to establish is that I think that that has happened, that there has been this, at, le- at the very least, a material, physical kind of progress that has happened, a development. Now, immediately, uh, obviously, we're, we're coloring that with our own interpretation that is inherently a little bit moral. I think it's fine to do that. I think it's fine to look at something like that and say, actually, yeah, we are inspired by this. We are inspired not only by what we have accomplished, but what we might accomplish going forward into the future and what our super intelligent descendants will accomplish as they conquer the galaxy and, and you know, create a, a vast, vast new super consciousness, uh, vast new society that, that spans star systems. You know, you can look at that and, and be inspired by it, or you can look at the more humble parts, just, just kind of like, well, humans are doing better now physically, health-wise, safety, et cetera, in, uh, in, in how we're able to connect to each other, et cetera, than, than we have at many times in history. What I find interesting about that model, Wolf, is so you're, you're quite boldly making a kind of claim that progress is something inbuilt into the universe in some sense. It's not just to do with a yeah. certain society or certain species. It's to do at least with the phenomenon of life in the universe. Yeah, there, there's it's, ins- it's developing complexity. Very yeah. Calhardian view. Right, right. Yeah. Pierre Teilhard de Chardin uh, in The Phenomenon of Man gives a very uh, comprehensive case for this kind of way of looking at things, but I think he's not the only one. Um, the basic idea is there's sort of this, this causal asymmetry in, in the universe at a very basic level, which is once things like life exist and they start replicating, they they continue to exist they continue to replicate there's there's this um and and as they get more advanced they're able to kind of take over the previous more primitive forms and you you have this developmental process of life um and i think that's that is a very fundamental process in the his in 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 the history of the universe you know for the last 10 billion years um though it didn't really get started until or sort of truly interestingly started until a billion years ago, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the scale of these things can confuse us sometimes. So, you know, in the initial way that this question came up, like, what is the metaphysics of progress? One of the confusing things or one of the first questions you come into is obviously, is progress just this kind of like, you know, catch-all term that we've made up for things that happen in our societies or are we talking about some process that is you know actually happening in some sense um right i think you it, it is possible and you know we discussed this in the community but it's possible to have a kind of progress atheism 
Yes. Um, progress is actually just a spook. It doesn't exist. Uh, there is human life and things happen in it and different forms arise, but there's not like one specific path where you can, you know, come across a society, say our society yeah. or, you know, medieval society or an Amazonian tribe and say, uh, these social structures fall here in this path or teleology of humanity they just mm -hmm. happen to be different forms. Um, maybe that is even the null hypothesis. Maybe we have to give a reason to believe in anything more. Right, right. So let's let's look a little bit at the skeptical case, right? So the skeptical case, I don't think anyone can claim that there hasn't been a physical advancement since a billion years ago. What you might claim well, is that physical that's... change. Uh, I think it okay, could have okay, to be sure, in that case. Sure, yeah. Um, an increase in complexity, there's, there's I think, an is asymmetry. the most objective it's, thing we could it's say. Not, it's not just an increase in complexity. There's an asymmetry in that if you dropped... No, let me think about this. But it's... it's there. Yeah, there, there's an increase certainly in intelligence, in power, um, and in, in industrial capacity. Um, I, I think those things are not easy to deny. Mm -hmm. The This is just the story of life, right? The story of history and prehistory. Uh, the, what you could deny is that there is a continuity between the sort of evolutionary process and the historical process. And this is implicitly something that I am claiming is that there is a continuity between the evolutionary and the historical process. Right. Um, as, as time goes forward, we, we see complexity increase. It's not just this kind of random thing. I, I, I think right, that, right. That, that history it's not quite linear, maybe like you can probably no, have regressions. Linear. It's but, it's not linear, but it's but it's. It's set up such that you know one, they operate by similar mechanisms, and 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 one process kind of stacks onto the end of the other process, such that they 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 go in sequence and and right. they, add up, they add unfolding. up to an overall direction. Yeah, I um, think that is I think that is uh, necessary for the idea of progress. Yes. Yeah. Now it, you could also deny that there's any anything monotonic about this. I think I don't. In fact, I don't think there's anything monotonic about this. I think. It's there's very much a cyclic and um, chaotic element to it, which is perhaps even the dominant one. But there's this underlying cumulative aspect as well that that has added up over time to considerable change. And so these are all just on the descriptive. But once you get to this prescriptive question, I think you inherently have a leap of faith, right? You you have to look at that thing and say, I am inspired or I actually don't care. Um, and, you know, I look at it and I am inspired personally, but some people might look at that and say, well, actually, that's that's not really the thing we care about. What we care about is like, you know, our own values, our own loved ones. Uh, you know, maybe I have some universally compelling argument for why I should be a utilitarian or whatever. Like we have these other things that we might latch onto yeah. as our we talked our about the amish of a bit right it's like right. you could have a community that you think has basically achieved all the things that it's necessary for a human for at least your community to achieve and so you you pretty much don't care at that point about deviations in fact maybe they're yeah. bad because even if it improves technology or health or something it disrupts the life of something that you think is already basically good in stasis yeah. But but Ash, you had a you had an interesting alternate perspective here, which is that like I don't want to get too rat holed on this. I just want to state here's my opinion, right? And but you had an alternate perspective, which is a little bit more agnostic 
about the thing that that basically, you know, humanity certainly is is one of the developmental processes in the universe, but we don't necessarily know how we fit into the. So yeah, I the the thing I'm trying to think about here is the question about um, how necessary is it for us to establish a kind of like like implicit in the idea of progress as we've said is an idea of teleology you know their idea that there is an end to the universe a nature to the universe and there's this question where okay while we don't know very much about the universe it seems um there are various types of special knowledge that one could claim like revelation for example or or maybe you know you think you met a time traveler from the end of uh, the cosmic age who's telling you what happens or maybe you think that there have been other cycles that we can look at uh, and and learn about you know like in in Vedic metaphysics or something All right um but I'm I'm kind of trying to come to what is the like least that we have to say in order to make the idea of progress consistent and useful and something we care about. So I, I personally actually would have a stronger view. So, you know, let, let me lay, you know, my, my basic view of the universe is that intelligence and mind and the rise of the human species is significant. And it's significant because our consciousness allows us to reflect on the universe uh, yeah, it's, it's the advent of know, this new faculty of, of with the advent of a new faculty there, there's yeah. something has emerged in the universe um that is unique and i think that especially if you think that mind is something that is inherent to the processes of the universe it's inherent to the development of the universe um so i i you know i would draw here on a kind of platonist metaphysics I think that um, if you look at contingency and change, there are strong arguments that mental qualities and so on are actually uh, in in a way foundational to the nature of the universe, then the rise of humanity is actually important on a universal scale. I think what I want to try and do here is actually see if we can get away with saying even less than that. And so kind of try to draw as many people as possible into the concept of progress yeah and then you know perhaps after that one can start to try to unfold more what it right. means and, and sort of the, the most the most agnostic thing we can say is that we seem to there seems to be some kind of we are a process in the universe is, right. is the most agnostic right. thing we, okay so we are we a do process not know, and, and we have some particular direction right right so we don't know the the whole we don't have enough information to say what you know what are the sum total of processes in the universe we might not know where we rank in the kind of contingency or fundamentalness of the development of of the universe but we do know that the human species and its evolution is one of the processes um playing out and i think that we can kind of sidestep the question of to what degree is our progress synonymous with the progress of the universe as a whole by saying it is enough that we are unfolding and developing there are some aspects of the universe that we can know as intelligent beings that are disclosed to us, you could say. And, you know, given that that is our purview, essentially, uh, given the species we are, our evolution and development, figuring out our nature and seeing how its potential can be fully realized, that is sort of the appropriate thing for us to be concerned about. 
And yeah. uh, we may figure out as that goes on how we fit yeah. into the broader so, picture of things. So let's 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 get out of the broader picture though. Um, we've I think we've we've just spent you know a lot of time talking about that, but I, really where this where this becomes practical is how does this help us orient as a society, or how do we orient as a society? And this brings in the sort of we, we've been talking about what's true, what we care about maybe out there, but let's talk about the actual phenomenon of consensus around a direction in society. And that is a much more subjective thing. We, as a society, we construct some vision of what the right order is or what we're trying to accomplish, what we're working towards together as a society. Um, and, and we pursue those. And, and so the, the, the strong sort of, uh, I don't know, the progress atheist would say, well, it's something we construct. It's something we make up. We, we come up with this vision of where we want to go and, and we go there as a society. And, and we don't have to worry about all this metaphysics stuff. Um, I think maybe that's like th there is, there is a, a very uh, reasonable sort of claim being made there. So I think I think we should analyze that a little bit, just how as as a society we come to these consensus. It it looks like to me the the thing there is is basically you want to get an alignment of intentions, an alignment of plans and and modes of operation between the major power structures in society. When you get that, society is kind of coherent. They're not fighting each other. They're not confused about what they're doing. They're kind of broadly rowing the same boat in the same direction. And, and you have this idea of progress at that time or, or some idea of the right order if you don't have a progressive society like we do. And, and so let's, so basically like that's, that's this constructed thing. You come up with it and, and you go. And, and it's, it's a consensus. It's an empirical consensus. It's something that you're getting a bunch of stakeholders and power players working together on. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so that is, that's kind of the, the, the like strong subjectivist view of progress. So I think- I want to flag something here, actually. I think that in our society, especially on issues like social progress or moral progress, there is a kind of strong- we could maybe call it the inevitableist strain or something like that. Like th th there right. is a sense that as we undergo changes in society, we can be fairly confident that those changes are at least on net good. Progress is something that plays out uh, on a kind of permanent or if not permanent, at least consistent upward trend. And so we can be confident that, you know, a thousand or three thousand years from now, uh, we, we will probably have achieved a high degree of moral and social and scientific progress. Maybe this is being questioned a bit more now, but I think especially in the 20th century, it was powerful. And I think yeah. it is still powerful now, um, you know, in, in concepts like social progress. I want to say that in this kind of more restrained, maybe more subjectivist form, of progress that we're discussing that is not necessarily the case. I think mm -hmm. if you, you know, for, for me, 
I think you pretty much need to have some idea, at least implicitly, of human nature, what we are, what we can do, what we can be, in order to have an idea of progress. And, you know, we know that insti every institution that humans build is prone to decay, human societies are prone to dissolution over time, and so it seems to be very obvious that uh, you can you can fall back on achieving that potential. So a cyclical view of the yeah, yeah, a more cyclical view of these things, I think it's not actually as much of a, a, a trade off with a, a some idea of progress as I think some people assume it might be right. Yeah. You, 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 we talked about Hellenic modernity. Uh, or Hellenistic modernity um, on on a previous podcast, and I think that if you believe that modernity has taken us uh, some distance on the path of progress, then presumably Hellenistic modernity took us at least some distance down yeah. that path as well. well I, maybe again, with certain is, different this forms. Is, this is the claim that it's not monotonic, right? We're not getting a constant ratchet of progress right and the it's ratchet... highly linked to human success in building the institutions which can actually let us do the things that we should be doing right What whatever yeah. you think that humans should be accomplishing yeah so the the ratchet is very precarious it does seem to work on average but uh you know looking at the last billion years of, of progress it seems to work on average but we also see throughout history often regress where things things are breaking down things are going backwards so this maybe is a good we've, we've established kind of at least some some views of, of kind of this metaphysical kind of orientation of progress related to the idea of evolution related to idea of what things are powerful what survives what continues um and 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 or perhaps maybe deeper metaphysical directions to the universe we've talked about the subjective thing Let's talk about what we've actually accomplished as a society. What are the sort of forms of progress that we can recognize as as having actually happened more more locally around, uh, especially the modernity and, and America. I, I think we had we identified sort of four elements of of that progress that that we can name. So first of all, there's the the obvious one: scientific, material, industrial progress. We've certainly come up with a lot more just knowledge, technology based on that knowledge, industry based on that technology, just more ability to manipulate matter, more ability to understand the world around us, more ability to do things practically. Number two is the political, uh, something in the, in the realm of political order. We seem to be able to build bigger, more powerful often more stable states than ha than at some previous times. Those things are are a little bit less obvious than the technological, but it, it does They also operate at greater scale, right? They, they operate at greater scale. They're yeah. able to govern on a more minute level. They are able to actually include more people in the work of governance than before, or at least in the way that governance is carried out, if not maybe yeah. the decision-making levels, they're high, more complex. Yeah, right. So there's that. And then and then we have, you know, an obvious one, which which you can call the progress in well-being of humans. I think uh, it's it's true that, that the majority of humans 
uh, let's say 200 years ago or 300 years ago, were not nearly in as good a shape as they are now. There are some ways that we've regressed along those dimensions, uh, but there are many ways that we've got definite progress. And then we have uh, a lot of people will bring up the idea of moral progress. Have we become a more enlightened, better society now than, than we were? I think there are areas in which we have achieved moral progress. I think it's a lot more speculative than, than uh, many other people would imply. It's, it's a much harder thing to, to prove or to you know, be sure about. I think, it's, I think it's not what people think it is. I think a lot of the stuff that has been called moral progress is basically just you know, one faction winning out against some other faction in politics. I think but, we've also just we actually, actual advances. it's fairly difficult to measure moral progress in part because we have, I think, uh, lost an actually rigorous language in which to talk about morality. We're using right. these inherited terms um, that are kind of devoid of a lot of the metaphysical and ethical and even religious substance that they used to include a lot of our, you know, our sort of moral debates, especially this, like the so-called culture war stuff. You're you're dealing with um, arguments that uh, I, I think a lot of the society knows, but either doesn't feel or, you know, they they the justification requires a bunch of assumptions that we have actually given up. Yeah. On, on, kind of on, on the collective yeah. level. Well, the interesting thing, actually, that this brings up is that the idea of moral progress is a bit circular because what are you defining? Like, how are you grounding morality if not in some uh, some notion of progress? Or how are you defining progress if not in some notion of of morality? These things These things are very related to each other. And it's like... It, it's more like there's one phenomenon and we have to identify which of the sort of possible instantiations is the right one rather than just saying, oh, yeah, we've been going along this vector that, you know, you know, this we've been achieving kind of change in, in these moral ways that that we think are just good. And that's why it's progress. And, and we know that there's um, or maybe like we know that those are good because we've been this is what's been happening and we have this idea of progress but, but why why those things? Why do we care about those ideas of morality or yeah. whatever? There's a sense and, in and which this is what you're getting at is like the grounding is somehow missing there. And there's a sense in which you you almost have to have already achieved it in order to know that it was progress, right? Like you you kind of But can you even know then? Yeah. Well, I, I mean there are obviously issues where I think you know, it's sort of potentiality and actuality. There are things where the, the the step is you know something had to be done and then you achieve it. But there is another form where you realize that things have to be done that you did not even consider before. And with moral progress, I think that second category makes things extremely tricky. Like in, in scientific progress, you know, maybe if you're living in like a, a very Newtonian social circle uh, in, in kind of early modernity, uh, you think that physics is is kind of nearly done, but you would probably still realize there's a bunch of material progress that has to happen. Obviously, now we know that um, 
you know, maybe not as much had been learned at that point as they thought. But I think that we're we're more willing to accept that there might be updates that we still need to make in even considering what we should change in scientific progress. Well, I, I think like part of the motivation for this discussion is actually to ground our notions of morality. We have lost any coherent grounding for morality in in modern society. We sort of no longer have a coherent religion that really answers those questions satisfactorily. And so what I'm hopeful for with this idea of progress is that we can actually identify some teleology in which we can ground ultimately ideas of morality. Like, like if we could say, here's what we're doing as a society, here's what we're accomplishing, here's the overall direction of, of what it means for a society to get better, and here are the ways, the manners of behavior, the manners of being that actually lead along that dimension, lead in that direction. That feels like at least it's starting to help ground these things in something other than just sort of vague inheritance. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I, again, this is why I think the idea of moral progress, at least in that um, motivation, is a little bit circular. You, because you, if you're actually trying to ground morality in the idea of progress, you don't want to include the idea of moral progress in progress uh, because you can't define what progress is then without morality and, and you're trying to define morality in terms of progress. So like it's it's circular. So yeah. I, I that's this is sort of I, I think what if we really succeed at, at nailing what progress is, it's something that we can ground values in. It's something we can say, we believe in this so strongly, this is actually our our underpinning for how we treat each other. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've decomposed the idea of progress into these four categories. But I think obviously in practice, right, technological powers bring up moral questions, political order brings up or confronts technological questions. A society is complex and you can, you know, you can maybe achieve advancement on one of these vectors at the cost of another. You know, we could see, you know, there are some technologies uh, which maybe make it more difficult to have political order or to have a certain kind of moral order. So these trade-offs exist, but they, like these four axes do not exist in isolation. I would, yeah. I find it difficult to believe that you can have synergy. a society. Hmm? I I, I don't think they're all that opposed. I think people like to imagine that they're op- opposed because it sort of like makes for good discussion topics. Like, oh, well, what do we do if these things are opposite? It's like the trolley problem, right? It's right, some, right. It's some made up thing that, that doesn't necessarily Or like, a, a, you know, AI devouring the human species. Right. I think long run, I, I think, okay, let me rephrase this. Short run, I think that contradictions can arise. But I think the nature of the human society is that these contradictions, when they become large enough, they either become resolved or I think you you end up having some kind of social collapse. Um, I don't think you could have a society that expended all of its political order, morality, and welfare for technological quote-unquote progress yeah, because well, the, that society would is, self-destruct and the technological progress itself would self-destruct. Well, yeah, I, I think like even here's a stronger version of that claim, which is you could not have achieved the technological progress without moral progress. 
the technological progress is moral progress. It depends on moral progress. The, the, the advances in ways of thinking and ways of organizing ourselves socially are in fact the important parts of moral progress. And like, I think, I think some of the things when people say moral progress, what they mean is, is some fake thing that, that makes them feel good. It's not actually a real functional advancement, but like, what if we take the, the bold claim that actually the thing, the parts of moral progress that matter are the ones that allow us to cooperate, to achieve better results and, and, and technology, technological progress, political, like advancement, political progress, specifically in the, in the area of building bigger and more powerful states. Um, these things are only possible by becoming better people. And, and it, it is, it is by accomplishing those things that we measure how much we are better. I think people are resistant to this because it, it it's it's actually demanding. It's a demanding ideal of progress. So you are you thinking like, of this cyclically? For example, uh, is uh, one of the goals then of political order also seems to be to allow humans to live essentially decent, moral, flourishing lives. And so this is the feedback loop. Well, I think I think like... Yeah, these things are all cyclic, right? Like all the parts of a living organism support each other. You couldn't mm-hmm. have the heart without the brain. You couldn't have the the brain without the liver. Um, they all support each other. And and likewise, I think these different components of progress, like as you make advances in one area, you also have to make advances in some other area to support them because they are a unified system, a unified living system. What I'm what I'm saying is that I'm I'm making a like a, a bold and you know, I think perhaps somewhat controversial claim that that the things that actually constitute moral progress are the things that actually enable us to do more. And actually, like, I I think when people say moral, again, when people say moral progress now, they're usually like using it as this vague hand-waving justification for why you have to not do things or not accomplish things or like shut down parts of society that are productive and um it it's basically a political cudgel not an actual reality and i think it might be that the actual reality of the thing is the much more demanding standard of actually being able to accomplish more together and and that is the real measure of morality is that is is actual social harmony that that is productive it's a little like this old, you know, uh, problem that I'm sure every priest faced of thou shalt morality being more attractive than thou shalt not morality, right? Um, impelling people towards something to a great vision or, you know, this is generally something that people receive better than a kind of purely negative, purely forbidding uh, yeah. set of moral claims. Yeah. Although I, I in mean, practice you have both of them, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you need limits. Like part of how we cooperate better with each other is we don't kill each other. We don't steal. We don't lie to each other. Um, you know, we don't worship the wrong gods. What I'm getting at is, is just, there's this, this organic unity to all these dimensions of progress, at least in my view of progress, that, that there is actually a coherence to these things. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, this this has to be hit with some nuance, though, because also through the past few hundred years, we've had a particular direction of progress that we've been taking that has involved 
a bunch of moral assumptions and that as we go in and pursue those moral assumptions alongside a bunch of um, industrial techniques, political techniques, various things, we've, we've had this package deal, right? And as we pursue that package deal, we can see that we're getting something like progress. Now, that has been a subjective direction of progress, a subjective consensus of what progress what we think progress looks like as a society, that package deal isn't necessarily what I'm talking about with the synergies. It might be that one of those dimensions of progress that we've been pursuing for the past few hundred years is in fact a free rider on the other ones mm. and, and, and that it isn't actually producing anything. Um, and, and it's only along for the ride. It might be that we run out of, of, progress along that vector you know like as if you're trying to find the you know do hill climbing on a function a high dimensional function you take some vector of improvement and you you walk along for a while until it stops improving along that dimension um and and there there will be a point where it stops improving along that dimension that that is before you have reached the top because the the landscape has changed under you as you have as you have moved right and and yeah. so you need you have to occasionally have these reevaluations where you're you're saying wait a minute things aren't improving along that dimension anymore let's take this thing apart figure out what what are the problems that we now see what are the directions of improvement that we now see and then go along in that new dimension and so, this is so i'd like to strengthen that actually into a bold counterclaim sort of as you're noting right we get these situations where uh perhaps we have made such advancement on one of these vectors that we start falling short on the others right it has outpaced us right. um maybe of technologies that we don't have the political or ethical uh, frameworks to control properly. Or we can actually make progress along one such that we find out we are going in completely the wrong direction on the other one. So maybe we figure out that a technological advancement is actually inherently destructive to other mm -hmm. things that we value. Or maybe we find out that a certain form of political order uh, systematically degrades you know, the, the moral bonds of a society. In those cases, you run up into a contradiction, essentially. But I would make the claim that those contradictions are actually the source of progress's energy. They are the things that drive the society forward because when those contradictions arise, right, there are the society starts, specifically actors in the society, have to start, you know, confronting how to overcome it. So you know, political order starts having to figure out how do we actually discipline this technology or, you know, maybe the actors in a society who who have embraced the idea of a moral change start figuring out how you can catch political order up to that moral change. And I think it's actually at those points that you see them at their most sort of vital and making the most, like accelerating the strongest in in their continued evolution. So the yeah, contradiction. Well, those, are those, those are those points of, of having to change direction. Like I was saying, we've gone for a while. You start to run into problems that are intractable in the current. Right. Paradigm. But but I'm saying I think it's easy to view the contradictions as times of stagnation or 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 weakness or, you know, we've lost our way. 
And, you know, maybe in some cases there there can be elements of that. But I would actually say that it may be the contradictions that are the, the strongest um, drivers of evolving the society of, well, along both. whatever vector we're, we're looking at here. Yeah, no, it's it's both, right? It, and it's 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 that you're changing the vector you're making you're making a higher level improvement you're learning something like you're actually learning something when you when you're screwing up when you get to the point along some vector of progress that you're now screwing up <coughs> you are now actually learning something rather than just exploiting what you already knew and and that learning of uh, that learning is what you're talking about the society is being forced to confront its condition and say, what do we actually want? What are the problems we actually face? We have to throw out our previous preconceptions and, and start thinking of the new direction. And so this is implicit in my kind of understanding of history is that we have these paradigms where we go for a while along some direction where we're not thinking too deeply about the, 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 uh, the, the fundamental direction of progress until we start hitting contradictions mm-hmm. and we start hitting these weird points. And then we have to, like in in sort of if you're not looking at the sort of informational learning side it looks like a stagnation you've you've run out of you run out of momentum in that direction it's not working you're kind of slowing down but actually what's going on there is you're losing faith in in a direction that has become false and and moving your consensus now towards some new direction that will be more true. Right. And we see that in American history, right? The, you know, each time America undergoes a crisis, as people go through it, the concern is that everything is falling apart. But then we look back and we lionize the greatest generation or or Lincoln or whoever it may be, the revolution, etc. And I think that that is an admission, right? Those we and we see this all through history, right? In in the Roman era, the Carthaginian War was this existential moment of crisis for Rome. But ever afterward, uh, the war against Carthage was seen as this kind of golden moment when the whole of Rome was united. I, I think, Wolf, we're coming near the end of the first half. Before we um, continue, do you want to maybe set up the American ideal of progress? Uh, as a well, topic. Yeah, so I mean I think where we want to go from here is we've we've set up a lot of the background of what we mean by progress and how to understand progress and so on. I think what we want to do is start talking about what's the new direction. I think I think this is actually a great time to to make that switch because we've we've gotten to this point of talking about these times in history where you're running out of uh, easy, familiar pro- sources of progress, and you're having to start to rethink things. And Palladium's thesis is that we are in such a moment that we have run out of progress in the current paradigm, whether you, you can call that sort of the post-war liberal paradigm, maybe even liberalism itself. We have run out of progress in that paradigm. We no longer are able to easily achieve progress based on what we already know. We have to kind of reevaluate what direction we're going in. And so this discussion should attempt to do that. We want to reevaluate what direction we want to move in, which means answering the questions, the question, what are the most important problems now that we have that have become central to our experience of the world, but that we don't have answers to within the current paradigm? What are the directions for the next, say, 100, 200 years that we need to be moving towards as a society. 
as, as we're, what is our next vector of progress? As we kind of, you know, we've been moving along this, this one vector, what is, what is the next vector? And, and we have to go back to first principles on what do we mean by progress? How can we connect to the, the underlying kind of actual process of progress throughout history? How can we get back to an understanding of that that allows us to pick an effective new direction? And so that is, I think, the question that we want to answer for the second half of this podcast. Yeah, and I want to say that, you know, uh, there are several, you laid them out earlier, several ideas here <clears throat> or several images of American, the American idea of progress. There is this American liberal tradition um, in, which has several iterations, but there is also, right, there was, there was this kind of religious city on a hill idea which which lasted well into the 20th century which maybe still exists today in some forms especially in foreign policy there was this manifest destiny concept where america was bringing a kind of superior civilization it was very bound up in these colonial narratives nowadays i think it's it's bound up a little more in social narratives about the values that america is supposed to be you know presenting and exporting to the rest of the world but if if we actually accomplish a kind of new iteration, new understanding, it's not just saying that um, what America thinks about as progress is going to change. I think the other thing that happens is when we look back at history, it may in fact be that the sense in which we can say that American civilization contributed to humanity, to human progress as a whole, may actually look a little bit different than the stories that America told about itself at the time, right? right? We might actually understand America better and its strengths better when we uh, abandon or or at least rethink the the justifications that it gives for itself under the, you know, the old mode of thinking. Thanks for listening. We've now reached the end of the first half of the podcast. The second half is available on our Patreon. You can sign up at palladiummag.com slash subscribe. It usually gets better in the second half, so you don't want to miss it. This project wouldn't be viable without your support, so we hope to see you soon.